Welcome to this bonus episode of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC animated universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And we're back. We're back, baby. <laughs> Off of a uh, longer break than I'll admit I had anticipated, uh, mostly because I was just trying to get my life back together. <laughs> hey, I'm refreshed. So, I'm ready. I don't yeah, know about you. I, yeah, I'm feeling good. Good. You don't yeah. sound ready. <laughs> I never sound ready. Do that's, I? that's fair. That that is the staple of this podcast. If one of us is not ready, <laughs> and you, the audience, get to figure out who it is by the end, by the end of the show. Exactly. Well, I think they've already figured out very quickly this time. Uh, part of it's like I'm trying to remember how to do this. It's it, fair. It seems silly. It's been two months. We did it for five years. Yeah, <laughs> been like only like two months. But I have to stop. I'm like, wait, how does this work? Okay, I think I remember how to do this. Um, but yeah, we, we took a little bit longer break than anticipated. So, uh, for those of you who've been waiting for a new episode, uh, sorry for the delay, but we're here with a new episode. It's called Building Anticipation, Chris. Exactly. Uh, and for those of you that you were waiting... them wanting more. Yes. But instead of, like, you know, professionals who do, like, a long wait for the encore... Yeah. We decided to take a pause before the headliner. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. We really did. Yeah, because if, uh, you've been waiting for us to start Justice League Unlimited... I apologize. You have to wait a little bit longer. Uh, we decided to do a, a warm-up lap with one of the non-DCA movies, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. Yes. Uh, but we're covering this now because it's kind of DCAU, a little bit, which we'll get into. It's, it's got the team, the the background team, not the voice team. No. Because that was something we will talk about. Oh, we. I have notes. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, so the little bit of history on this is this started out as part of the DCAU. So I think we talked about this a little bit on uh, A Better World, the Justice Lords episode, but that episode originally was supposed to be the crime syndicate. Mm -hmm. And then they decided it would be more compelling to have it be the League members you already know. So they changed it to the Justice Lords, which I believe were an entirely original creation at that time. And then those episodes came out and then this script kind of got reworked and eventually became justice league worlds collide which was supposed to bridge justice league and justice league unlimited and we'll we'll get into some of the specifics we see in here of them like trying to lay some of these pieces in place and then it was basically like ready to go and i think weeks away from like recording and then it got scrapped i'm not quite sure why i don't know if anyone knows probably bruce tim yeah i'm sure i'm sure internal people know yeah they must know why it but didn't we're happen. not that close to them <laughs> we're not so I don't know why it didn't happen. Someone out there might. But it basically just got shelved. And then a few years after Justice Limited had ramped, they put this out with some slight tweaks to the script as its own original movie. Um, and I think that's probably for the best. Yeah, I, I would say this is kind of the peak. Or not this movie specifically, but this era is like the peak of DC movie animation. Yeah, because right, you know, I think right after this we got Red Hood. Or right before this we got Red Hood. Yeah, it was around the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Doom was shortly mm, after. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, this era was always my favorite of the the animated movies. Same. We've talked about it before, but even Superman Doomsday, it's simple, but it's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I noticed while watching this is the animation is so good. It's so smooth. Yeah. And I mean, the, the plot's relatively thin and we'll, we'll get into yeah, look it. Look what happens when you detract from the voice acting budget just for <laughs> animation. Yeah, I think that's where most of the budget went. And it, to be honest, it shows. Like, I think this is some of the the like crispest, cleanest animation we've seen. And also the action sequences are pretty solid. Mm -hmm. Like, this is mostly a, 
This is, it's an hour and 15 minutes. Most of it's fight sequences, but they're all pretty good. They're all very fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're a little bit different. They throw weird things at us. The animation looks great. Like it looks fantastic, but like you, I was kind of hoping, can we just get our cast back? Cause it, <laughs> it is kind of noticeable. Yeah. So the only, I'm going to start getting into it yeah. now. Let's just do it. Yeah. I, I feel bad because there's, for me at least there's two names on this voice acting list that like mean a lot okay one for voice acting reasons and one for family guy reasons right uh so you have james woods yes playing owl man yes. the opposite of batman famously awful person james woods yes um and then you have nolan north who is like yeah. one of the most prolific voice actors in history he's nathan drake right yes yeah he's everybody in video games yeah he's almost everyone in cartoons yeah he like you have heard especially in like um the anime community mm -hmm. nolan north is one of the go-to dub voices oh, for okay. anime uh there's basically like five people that do it and he's one of Fair. them yeah because he's Superboy, right on young justice i believe so okay yeah yeah i mean he's he's in everything mm -hmm. I, I felt like he was kind of underutilized here because he's green lantern and then the the crime doesn't get version of green lantern but Power ring. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love their fake names. I, and oh, I know, I, I have a list. I know you do. And I know those came from the comics. I think most of them at least came from the comics. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like Nolan North, not really utilized very well. I, I think for me, the standouts were were James Woods, who does this really fantastic. Just oh, completely... it is my favorite monologue. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's just so, he's so deadpan. Like, he comes off as so cold and calculating and clinical and dispassionate. And I think that works really well. And then also Gina Torres, who is Superwoman in this, the evil yes. version of Wonder Woman. I just love her in general, and I think she really brings a lot of sparkle to that character in a really fun way. To be honest, the rest of them kind of take or leave. Yeah, they, they almost bring a different kind of attitude to the characters, which can be good in some instances. Yeah. But I don't remember who's doing the voice of Superman. Superman sounds jaded throughout it's, this whole movie. It's Mark Harmon uh, of Freaky Friday, but more really NCS fame. NCIS. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what NCS is. NCIS, yeah. I, I National have... <laughs> Criminal Syndicate. <laughs> Naval Criminal Investigative Service. I've actually watched a lot of NCIS. Naval? Naval, yeah. Like stomach? No, like the Navy. Oh. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Yes, they have stretched out like 20 seasons about someone investigating naval crimes. They could. Of the stomach. I'm sure <laughs> the they different could. different stomach ailments. I mean, it's kind of insane they have made it go this long when it's just Navy so I've actually seen a lot of that show because our our friend Kira, when we were in college together, we would just like it would just show up on TBS and we just sit down and watch it. So eventually, I started buying for her every her birthday like the next box set and we sit down and watch them together. So I've seen probably the first seven or eight seasons in its entirety, and I we just stopped watching because it just goes on forever. It's look, it's dumb. It's fun characters. What what kind it's of dumb. what kind of problems happen in the navy that is that are not I, naval related? I mean, there are some that are like tenuous at best. It's like, oh, this this body is like washed ashore next to the naval base. Well, it's in our jurisdiction, so we're gonna cover it. It's like that. Amazing. A lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, so real stretched. I feel like after I feel like you can get a good season out of that. Yeah. And I think maybe they maybe wanted to switch. <laughs> well, so it's like, also sorry, we already built the boat. We have the set. The funny thing is that show is actually a spinoff of Jag. Hell yeah. That was my dad's favorite show. There you go. I mean, both those shows are dad shows. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But now it's spawned like well, that's this what whole... TBS was. It was yeah. the dad network. The dad channel. Yeah. In the 90s, you had TBS for dads and HGTV, HGTV or TLC at the time for moms. Oh, that's true. I mean, you still have HGTV for moms. That's true. That's all my mom watches. TLC was Trading Spaces, which was my mom's favorite show. Oh, there you go. I can't watch reality TV, but I, I have an appreciation for those that can. Oh, she just watched it for the room decorations. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, like, our generation has to watch those shows to live out the fantasy we'll never get. Of owning a house. Of owning a house and getting yep. to do decorations. Like, I get game pop-up ads on my phone that are like hey redecorate this bathroom like fuck you don't remind me <laughs> that that'll probably never happen for me that's why animal crossing so big <sighs> god damn it what a sad sad universe we live in i know but, but even in animal crossing you can't escape the debt no absolutely not it's impossible but yeah like the voice cast on this it's fine vanessa marshall does wonder woman and i love vanessa marshall and she's played wonder woman i think in other times too and i think she does a pretty solid job um the rest are kind of forgettable, mm-hmm. or I don't even know who they are. No offense, these people. Yeah, but. I tried looking a lot of them up, and I, they all had kind of like one standout thing. Yeah, but nothing really to note. Also, can we disagree that William Baldwin is probably one of the worst Batman voice actors? Yes, I like. I think that's why I was so irked by this. It just doesn't sound like Batman. Like, I think he mistakes. I feel like his performance is also going for like a deliberately cold and indifferent take, which is not really accurate to Batman. Like he's serious, but you can hear characterization and life and emotion in Kevin Conroy's performance and Bruce Greenwood's performance here. It's almost like he's doing Dedrick Bader's performance. Yes. Dedrick Bader is fucking amazing. I feel like in this, he's kind of just doing owl man light, like almost like, they had James Woods recording and William Baldwin heard a sample of it. It's like, oh, I'm just going to do like a version of that because we're doppelgangers, mm-hmm. even though they're not the same people, I don't think. What do you mean? Well, I kind of interpret if the voice is different between the two, then it's not the same person. Like, I don't think that's Bruce Wayne. No, it's Thomas Wayne Jr. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you know this. I'm ready. I sure shit. I'm ready didn't. for trivia. <laughs> so, Send me the questions. I got the buzzer. Okay. Okay. Wait. So you did. Then you did do a lot of research on all this and the crime syndicate. I did. Okay. I love the crime syndicate. I love this world, this universe. This is one of my favorite uh, DC animated films of all time. Yeah. Just because it like it's the same reason that I think JLU is my favorite show. It mm-hmm. takes a huge conglomeration of people. And then just changes it a little bit. Okay, yeah. And it's it's so much fun. You get to see everybody in this. It's you, cameos galore. You really do. Well, I, I feel like the animators must have had so much fun coming up with what will the the evil doppelganger versions of all these different heroes look like. The looks are great. The they names, really are. Even better. <laughs> I mean, what what were some of your favorites? Looks break or, dance? or names? Oh, break dance is is Ooh. jive. Who's that spell? Jive? Sorry, not Jive. Uh, vibe. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Vibe. <laughs> Breakdance. Uh, Breakdance is great. <laughs> um, let's see. What were some of the other ones? Werewolf. Or sorry. Warwolf is Lobo. Oh. I don't even know why Lobo's here. <laughs> what? 
when I saw them, like, oh, okay, they're doing Tom of Finland Lobo. Yeah. D- do you know what Tom of Finland is? I don't. So it's uh, it was this artist, this very famous queer artist, but he he kind of was one of the the major pioneers of like masculine homoerotic art okay so you've probably seen his stuff just somewhere someplace like it's all all black and white they're all very like beefcakey they're all wearing leather vests and hats and caps and sort of thing like that's the sort of aesthetic they put on lobo where he's randomly dressed up like like a leather daddy amazing okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like like he's always you know kind of like a leather biker sort of vibe but this was much more specific like this is just, it's just tom of finland yeah i don't know why but sure but yeah, also, why is Lobo there? Yeah, there, there's a couple that I'm like, they're not really like a hero turned evil. They're kind of just a villain stayed villain. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite name is instead of Mr. Terrific, it's Mr. Horrific. <laughs> and like applause to that one that you nailed that one. <laughs> that's that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I really like the their version of the uh, the Marvel family, the Captain Marvel family. Yeah. Here referred to as uh, the, the Supers. Yes, Captain Super, Captain Super Jr., and Uncle Super. It's a cool look. I mean, it's very and Mary Black Mayhem. Adam. Is she in this? She's listed. I'm sure she was on like the board when oh, they were okay. showing all the pictures. Yeah, because we get some. Some actually have voice actors and get a little performance out of them. Some are just visually in the background as part of the action. And you're right. Some of them are just pop up on a screen when they're describing how the whole family works Mm -hmm. also should we explain what this movie is i think we should okay (laughs) it's been a while everyone it's been a little while but yeah i mean you've probably figured out already but it's a it's a story where the justice league is recruited by uh a doppelganger lex luther of another universe who kept his name who kept his name by that he's like he's like the one who he is fighting the crime syndicate which is not exact copies of our Justice League in the way that they were in A Better World, but doppelgangers, like approximation. So, you know, Ultraman is Superman, Superwoman is Wonder Woman sort of thing. Owlman is Batman. And Lex basically recruits our Justice League to come with him in his universe to take them down, partly because Owlman has built this world-ending bomb that he's going to set off, which when he realizes there are alternate universes, he basically decides that everything is pointless, so he's just going to detonate the bomb on the original Earth, which will wipe out all life and all continuities yes. forever project damocles project damocles what who is who was damocles? thank you for asking chris <laughs> <laughs> the sword of damocles uh is a roman antidote about the ever-present anecdote doom, anecdote <laughs> of the ever-present doom that lives in our lives okay. it is kind of that like it's supposed to be that like feeling you have when you're like something is gonna go wrong but you okay. can't like put your finger on it it's oh, you, you say okay. i feel the sort of damocles hovering above me it's oh, kind of what they said back then okay it's kind of that the ever-present anxiety of life which feels very relevant right now very relevant cameron mm-hmm. have you ever used that phrase i will now <laughs> i'm i mean i kind of will too just at work like you know when, when i know someone's like about ready to send us uh like an output they have to go out at seven o'clock on a friday but like i feel the sort of damocles over us right now mm-hmm. yeah so the the tale is supposed to be like you know death will always be at the end yeah. doom will always be there but it's about finding the light and finding the joy of beyond the doom oh, okay well i All think right. alman well, missed that part of the anecdote yeah yeah because <laughs> he's just all doom and gloom here oh abs like to an extreme yeah 
Now, you, you said that his monologue is one of your favorites. Yes. So which one specifically and why? The one where he teaches the multiverse. Because it's the first time that this movie was my first introduction to multiverse mentality. Okay. Um, oh, so it's when he's talking to Superwoman and explaining that all the universes exist. Or is it the end when I he's like talking... it when he's talking to Batman. To Batman, okay. Yeah. So before there was thought, there was this place, one Earth, a single history. But with the coming of man, the illusion of free will... And with that illusion came chaos. With every choice we make, we literally create another world. History branches in two, creating one Earth where we made the choice and one where we didn't. That's the secret of the universe, you know. Billions of people making billions of decisions, creating infinite Earths. Some so similar, you could spend an entire lifetime searching for any distinction. Others so radically different, they defy comprehension. That is like the the perfect explanation of what multiverse thinking is. Now, I, I had a thought about this version of the multiverse, right? Like one where a decision spawns another universe this is maybe the most egocentric thing i've ever heard in my entire life yes because it basically says that the only reason multiverses exist is because humans maybe just any sentient life form but in this case this context pretty much just humans because it's referring to earth that every time any human ever anytime anywhere has made a decision it spawned an alternate universe which is like, like the, it's the idea that the natural universe revolves around humanity. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the, the hubris on display here. I would, I would love a multiverse where it's a different animal yeah. or a different creature that it revolves yes. around. It's like, this is the honeybee multiverse. <laughs> the dodo multiverse? Yes. Which just stopped at a certain They decided point. to eat this plant instead of that plant. Yeah. yeah, all dodo, like, it wasn't just our planet. Just all dodos across the multiverse yeah. decided to, to die. <laughs> universally and and all the universes we know it yeah i mean i look i also love the idea of multiverse and this was this was probably one of my first times kind of learning about it i mean i'd obviously seen a better world prior to this Mm -hmm. and i'm sure i'd seen it in other places too um well star trek the mirror mirror universe pretty famously did this but I, i had never thought about that until now like this interpretation is like absolutely bananas and in, in contrast there's like a multiverse that exists where there's different dimensions and we're not necessarily given the the origin of why there are different dimensions mm-hmm. now do you know is that also the origin of the multiverse in the dc comics as well i don't believe so yeah not, not to this extreme because famously there are 52 worlds right in the dc yeah. universe yeah. hence new 52 yeah uh which i think was first introduced in crisis in the 80s okay uh that would make sense yeah. and his yeah it has kind of repeated itself multiple times over so many times i think this is the closest i can think is the infinite crisis story from the early 2000s because that deals not oh, especially okay. with yeah. like destroying earth prime mm-hmm. but we learn there is a superman prime or superboy prime from mm. that earth and he's the last remaining person on that planet oh that's why he's called superboy prime yes did not know that uh and he has kind of this vendetta of like why does everyone else get to have basically a happy planet yeah when i have to deal with this shit you need to shut up about your lowest superman too i got nobody doesn't he like punch a universe or something like that and yeah like, something like I, that. I don't know i've read it twice and nothing sticks comics <laughs> there's so much nonsense look multiverse stories are hard they're hard to do well and like i'm giving this one shit because it's just so asinine and it's <laughs> it's like arrogance but i think if we can accept that that's how this version of multiverse exists this story does a really good job explaining it 
following through on the logic of it, um, sticking to its rules. Mm-hmm. Like it, it makes sense. That, okay, the original Earth, if you blow it up, everything else would go away simultaneously. Like that holds. Yeah, I guess. You guess what? What doesn't hold about it for you? Well, because it would still be a decision. You'd still be a human on an Earth who made that decision. Oh, so yeah. technically, that would create an alternate universe yeah. where there's a, a you on that Earth that didn't make that decision. Or so you would just spawn an entire new universe. Like the entire known existence of man would just kind of flip into this other new existence of man okay. as like a clone universe. Yeah. I mean, that could be an unintended consequence of what his choice was. Mm-hmm. But from his perspective, everything that had existed would in fact die. Yeah. Still. So I also don't think he cares. I don't think so either. And I <laughs> love that little beat at the end. We're just going to jump straight to the end of the movie yeah. because, you know, time doesn't mean anything anymore. Nope. Uh, I love because I missed this the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. I loved that Batman gave Owlman the option to save himself. And he set it up to where he could have stopped the bomb if he wanted to. Oh, okay. But yeah. Owlman chose to say, what's the point? Yeah. This is peak hot topic Batman. <laughs> yeah, Owlman's just like, eh, nothing matters. Exactly. <laughs> and it all blows to hell. Actually, I hadn't realized that when I watched this, just this this time now, that you're right. I guess Batman does give him the option. Because mm-hmm. I kind of saw it as like, oh, this Batman intended to kill him. But I guess he had a choice, didn't he? He had a choice. Yeah. He didn't kill him. He just stranded him on an earth with no human life. Yeah. I guess that actually does kind of make more sense then. Because I was wondering why Batman didn't just hit the big green abort button mm-hmm. that was up on the screen. And now that makes sense is that he wanted to just like neutralize the threat and then leave Owlman to decide what he would do. Yes. Which Owlman chose death. Chose obliteration. Welcome to the Black Parade, <laughs> my emo friend. I love that song, by it's the way. It's amazing. Yeah, I, know. I bought tickets. I, I recently got an, an email reminder. I bought tickets for the reunion tour back in 2019. Woof. Uh, forgot that I bought the tickets. Ticketmaster could have just kept the money. Uh, and I got an email reminding me saying that uh, the My Chemical Romance concert just got rescheduled from 2021 to 2022. It's amazing. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me I owned these tickets. <laughs> Three years later. Yes. Still excited. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. We got we have happy pills now. It's fine. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Nothing. Thanks, Owl Man. Nothing This is matters. not what I needed in my existential crisis. <laughs> yes. That's the next DC comic. We had Crisis <laughs> of Infinite Earth. Yeah, no, we did. Crisis, Identity Crisis. It's just existential crisis. crisis. In my mind, it would just be a series of panels of uh, heroes just sitting, staring off in the oblivion. Yeah, it would be the same panel panel sixteen times across the page in perfect squares. It's like the uh, the SpongeBob GIF of like him just sitting at the like the diner table, like just staring into his hands. I guess it's like waiting for something to happen, but it just has this look of just existential dread. Why does anything matter? This is pointless. Yeah, but it's just every single DC hero in that exact same pose batman at the uh doing it in the bat cave superman what at his desk at the planet i don't know yeah (laughs) desk or yeah fortress of solitude (laughs) although flash would be a little bit different it would be him like running every panel would be the same pose (laughs) yeah every panel would be the background would be different exactly like he's just going around the world staring off into nothing i'd Mm -hmm. read it yeah yeah yeah, it it is. Uh, they do a good job, like handling the the, the multiverseness of this. So, 
But why is this one of your favorites? I mean, I, I like this one a lot. I don't know if I put it up amongst my favorites, though, in terms of the animated movies. There's a, there's a thing about this movie, especially with Batman, that mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And it's specifically his connection to Flash. And I couldn't okay. put my finger on it until someone else kind of spotlighted it for me. Sure. Uh, so it's a, a TikTok girl. I think her handles like fact or fiction or something. I'll, I'll, I'll put it. I'll say it in later. Okay. Um, but basically, this is the universe, or this is the movie that solidifies Flash's trust in Batman. Oh, okay. And so yeah. there's a moment in the beginning, which is huge foreshadowing, which is they're building the watchtower in the start mm-hmm. of the movie, and I guess this is the first time they're testing kind of boom tomb. Boob, boom. Uh, Zeta, Zeta Beam. Zeta Tech. Thank you. Yeah. They're the same thing to me. I know they're not the same, not but the it's same. basically the same. Yeah. They're, they're testing Zeta Tech. They're, so there's boom tubes, there's Zeta tubes, and there's Zeta, the murder bot. Yes. Yes. Not to get confused. And boom, the comic franchise. <laughs> God damn it. And boom, boom, the character from X Men Evolution. Yes. yes. Not to be confused with Bam Bam. Right. <laughs> the son from the Flintstones. <laughs> God damn it. There's nothing new anymore, (laughs) but sorry, continue. Um, They're testing the Zeta beams. Yes, and so everyone minus Flash is up in space working on the watchtower. Yeah. And Flash gets to be the test bunny Mm -hmm. for the first Zeta trip to the watchtower. Yeah. And Batman, you know, in his deadpan voice, he's like, I think it's going to work. And he teleports Flash, and Flash is furious. It's like, how how is this an uncertainty? You're just going to test my life with this this new technology. Yeah. And one of them has to remind him, like, Batman would never do anything to hurt you or any of us. Yeah. Like, he always has our best interest in heart. And then that is repeated at the end of the movie when they need to get to Earth Prime. They need a speedster to kind of, you know, do his reality-shifting bullshit. Yeah, vibrate. Mm-hmm. The ultimate answer to everything is yep. just vibrate faster. Yeah. Uh, Run, Barry! Yeah, run, Barry. Uh, and so Barry says, like, oh, I'm the fastest one here. I can do it. And yeah. Batman, again, deadpan is like, you're not fast enough. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. That guy's faster. Johnny, Johnny Quick. Johnny Quick. The Australian down under Flash. Honestly, I think I prefer that version. Oh, he's the best. Yes. Don't like his costume, but love no. his Terrible love costume. Accent. Great name. Great accent. Um, so Johnny Quick has to do the reality shifting run fast Barry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it ends up killing him. Yeah. Maintaining that speed for so long. I guess it like ages him. Yes. To the point where he dies. Yeah. Uh, and his last words as, you know, and Batman knows. We can assume Batman knows. Because when he gets out of the portal, it is a frantic, I'm back. Stop. Stop now. Yeah. Because he knows something like this is going to happen. And so we see an age Johnny Quick. Flash goes to catch him. And his last words are, you son of a bitch. Not exactly. Yeah. But you son of a bitch. You knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and Flash, or sorry, uh, uh, Batman says nothing, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is such a huge like. He would not let Barry make the sacrifice play, no. ever. If it's gonna be someone, it's gonna be him. Yeah, I mean, there's a history of that in like all forms of DC media, where Batman won't ask anyone else to do it. He'll just do it. Yeah, because he has to do it. Right, like we saw in in uh, the last episode. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. In Starcross, <clears throat> I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna. Yeah crash the watchtower the giant batarang in the sky <laughs> gentlemen it's been an honor shut up tear. man you know we're gonna get you a little tear run down my face yeah i liked that moment a lot actually mm-hmm. and i think you're right i, I like that they do the foreshadow at the beginning and i don't want to just like beat a dead horse on this the dead horse being william baldwin but 
I feel like that moment would have played better if it had some personality behind it, but he's so deadpan. He's so one note all the way through. I feel like Kevin Conroy would have put like a little bit of like a, a a smile on it, if you will. Like if he, like he would have played it in a way where you could have told, you could have known that he was playing like a bit of a joke. Mm -hmm. Like it would have felt a little bit wry. Um, Whereas here it's like, wait, was he just being a dick? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Maybe that's the point. It just felt, underplayed and i think you're right the, the silence on his part at the end works better mm-hmm. also because he's not talking <laughs> yes <laughs> but as batman should be yeah. not talking yeah but yeah i i i did like revisiting this i think i i think i rewatched it during the last year because our our friend jeb has been doing these like these zoom movie nights mm-hmm. and he did like a whole dc swath which i loved and i think we did this one at one point and yeah i i do like it i i think for me it is the voice cast and maybe it's the most underwhelming part of it but the animation's great and it is it is a good story and i like that it's its own self-contained thing yeah it, i think that's great like yeah. it begins and it ends and we never hear from it again yeah and it's like i don't want a sequel for this no rare for me to say there's no two-parter <laughs> you in my don't brain. want another part on this <laughs> earth four <laughs> so do you want to get into a little bit the 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 signs this was meant to be in the the dcau let's do it okay so there's a number of them so to begin with the justice league here it's the same six members left at the end of starcross now to be fair it's hal jordan not john stewart Mm -hmm. but that aside it's the same six they are building a new watchtower because the old one was destroyed at the end of starcross uh they're talking about possibly bringing in new league members and they're building the Zeta Beam technology, which we see in the opening minutes of Justin Unlimited when they recruit Green Arrow mm-hmm. and beam up the ship. Uh, we get the introduction of Wonder Woman's invisible jet, which that was kind of fun. Yep, knocks his head on it. Exactly. <laughs> As you would do constantly. They yeah. need something. Like, it needs to be in a glass case. Right. Or have it roped off a <laughs> rope or really anything just like paint a thin outline around the edge of it yeah yeah because um, we do see her jet later on actually um in the man who has everything right that's the name of the episode mm-hmm. with uh superman and the little tentacle thingy yep um which is really early on actually in it's JDU. like episode three so, yeah it's really early but like we see mm-hmm. wonder woman using it there so we in the dcu we just never got an introduction here this would be the introduction i suppose so there's all these little pieces that are kind of teeing up that this could have been a bridge between those two. Um, I guess my question for you is, would you want it to be? Like, would you headcanon this as part of the DCU, or would you rather have seen this been done as the DCU rather than its own one-off film? If I answered this pre-watching Justice Lords, okay. I would say, yes, I want this to be part of the DCAU. Mm-hmm. But because the Justice Lords already exist and a concept of evil League members already exists, I think I'd rather keep that in continuity and have this be its own separate story. I concur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was my thought. And maybe it's because we just watched that episode. It's, yeah. it's only been a matter of months. But I was thinking, like, you know, it's funny because this is longer. I mean, it's an hour and 15 versus Which I is guess, my dream. Yeah, exactly. You always want more. But, you know, the I guess we'd be what, about 50 minutes combined, roughly, between the two parts of A Better World. I felt like the characters in that were much more fleshed out than the characters in this, despite this having a longer runtime. 
Yes. And they, they had the advantage of keeping it to just the six and six. Right. Seven in that case. Seven. Yeah. Seven and seven. Yeah. Seven and six. Yeah. Have you ever had a seven and seven? No. Do you know what that is? It's a drink? Yeah. It's Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels is number seven. Okay. Yeah. And seven up. Oh. It's really I've not good. Had that. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> I know Sorry. the seven's workout routine, which hurts. The sevens workout routine? It was an upper body workout we used to do in high school where it was bicep curls. You'd do seven half down, oh. seven half middle, and then seven full. Oh, I've always heard that referred to as 21s. It's the same thing. Okay, yeah. yeah. We called them sevens. Okay. <laughs> Any other random seven connections we could make? Uh, you know, I have a deep history with Dr. Pepper. That's true. <laughs> Dr. Pepper makes seven up. Wait, hang on. Did this? Oh, damn, it's 2010. I was like, did it come out in 2007? Uh, no, I, almost. No. Uh, <laughs> in uh, my house growing up, in my parents' house growing up, we had, uh, in the 80s or early 90s, 7-Up did a 7-Up Gold, where they hid, like, flakes of gold in the drink. Oh, I remember that. And we had the first printed can, like, on our shelf. That's awesome. But you, we have, we have a couple of those. Yeah. Uh, but most of them are empty cans, as they should be. The 7-Up Gold was filled and since it's been encased for so long, you can see the um, the can eroding in the back. No. You can see the distilled gold and bubbles through the can. And it's very cool to look at. That's awesome, actually. Yeah. Oh, all right. Send photos next time you're home. I want yeah. to see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Post on your Instagram so we all can see. Um, yeah, I, I, I do prefer the justice lord story to this one I, this one's fun like i said good action but i'm glad it's its own thing it would have felt a little bit repetitive yeah and i think that's that's the only, i think you need one or the other yeah you can't have both yeah and, and that may have been the reason they decided to scrap it it's like mm -hmm. this it feels repetitive to what we've already seen before yeah you have these little things that set up pieces of the jlu but let's be honest you don't necessarily need those in universe explanations like JLU starts, they've rebuilt the Watchtower, they have more advanced technology, they're recruiting new members, Wonder Woman has an invisible jet. We don't mm -hmm. really need origins for all these things. I do, where is the jet from, though? We don't know. Like, ever? I don't think we ever learn, yeah. Well, not in JLU, just like in comics in general. Oh, who the fuck knows? I don't, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it also, it, like, it, it, there's different versions of it all the way through. The, I mean, the real question is, why the hell would Wonder Woman need an invisible jet? For Flash and only for flash <laughs> i mean the flash even says like you can fly why do you need this mm -hmm. and i guess if she's going like a longer distance it's better i suppose or she wants to bring people with her it's better but also why does it have to be invisible i don't know i don't know the only version of this i've ever seen that i thought was pretty cool is in uh dc new frontier which no surprise is like my favorite comic of mm -hmm. all time but that it's uh, a p51 mustang which i think just fits well for the wonder Woman of that era and the fact that we only get a chance to see like the vague outline of it because Wonder Woman's covered in blood and the blood gives like a silhouette. Oh, that's good. Of what the plane looks like. I thought that was a nice touch. Good job, Darwin Cook. I think my, my problem with the invisible jet is the way it's always depicted is the people inside are never invisible with it. You just oh, see yeah. them sitting there in the sky. <laughs> and like, that's hilarious on one part. On like a visual standpoint, that's fucking hilarious. But as a practical standpoint, what are you doing? There's there's literally no need. There's no reason for that. Yeah, I, you're right. I'd Nothing else internally is invisible. Yeah, it's 
are visible. It's just the user. I had forgotten that because in this, it's just, you know, anything inside is also invisible too. Um, and I guess like, the only other time I saw it recently would have been in Wonder Woman 84, which is the same thing. Like the whole thing becomes invisible. Mm-hmm. It becomes truly stealth. What if you have to use the bathroom? I'm sure there's a bathroom on the plane. Do you just see the distilled piss sitting there? <laughs> as, as oh, you're God, complaints? you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like the fuel tanks are invisible. Yeah. So what? why does everything else? Is anything organic and invisible? Like if you had a banana like sitting on the back counter somewhere, would you see that? Probably. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah. There's Com- a lot of, we have a lot of questions about the invisible jet. <laughs> Comic book logic. I don't understand it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, I think this works better as it is. Like it's nice to just have kind of this one-off movie telling this really succinct story. Part of the reason I love just League doom mm-hmm. as well. Like I love that you can kind of just jump in and if you already know these characters, it's that much better. But you don't really need to. Like, I mean, this came out in 2010. I had seen Justice League. I think this is probably relatively early on in your DC exposure, right? Yeah, and I think that's why I loved it so much. Was yeah. Like, this was the first time I knew characters okay, yeah. when I watched this movie. Yeah. You know, they do a good job. Like, they kind of set up the concept even in just the purely visual uh, storytelling done in the opening credits. Like, they just keep showing, like, mirror reflections of the two. And you're like, okay, I get it. They're doppelgangers. Mm-hmm. Cool. We don't really need a lot of explanation. And I think it's part of the fun of that is if you do know the character like we do, you can spot them as we go along. Right. So it's like, I love that this universe has this weird, like monstrous Jimmy Olsen. I love buff Jimmy. Yeah. That is one of my favorite <laughs> things about this movie is buff Jimmy. Who I, I think his name is Mr. Action for some reason. Great. It's fantastic. But you know, it's, it's great. You don't you don't need it. You don't need the explanation. You're like, okay, cool. They're evil. They have the same superpowers as our league. They're gonna fight. Great. We don't know why Lex Luthor is the only one that's the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, Slade Wilson, same name. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Flipped eye patch. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yes. That's a good point. Yeah. Flipped eye patch. President Slade Wilson. Yes. Slade. Slade. <laughs> On that point, <laughs> do you prefer this or Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go? Ooh, ah, I think Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go just because it's so meta mm-hmm. and fun and silly. And I, look, I think this does a really good job being quote unquote grounded and serious and still having a pretty high concept uh, universe going on. Mm-hmm. But I do love the more meta, not a wink playful fun that comes with teen titans go versus teen titans yeah i like that one a lot i i think i prefer this one okay i i would have loved it but i'm also glad they didn't do it where they just pulled the justice leagues from an infinite number of other dimensions to fight the syndicate yeah because i enjoy that like earth one league is like slightly better than the syndicate Mm -hmm. because they would be they're the ones that have to deal with these you know numerous villains yeah and they have to stop everyone or the crime syndicate is kind of just ruled with fear for so long mm-hmm. they wouldn't have the same combat experience no as the league would well because yeah the, the crime syndicate they're at the top like mm-hmm. no one's above them i mean like oh technically the government's of the world but like they're all back and call of the this crime syndicate yeah like there's really no one punching down to them like there's yeah. no one above them whereas the just league is constantly fighting people more challenging more tough bigger stronger than themselves mm-hmm. yeah yeah they, they are a little bit better which is fun to see yeah because like with justice lords they were 
basically equal except that the lords were okay with killing yeah and so that you know made it a little like you know it was more of a toss-up of who was going to win the threat was there yeah mm-hmm. whereas this like you knew the lords would kill if they sorry the the syndicate would kill if they could yeah but they just can't they're yeah. not good enough yeah they're not tough enough to take him down mm-hmm. well and i think i like that in this one we get this whole expanded crime syndicate we get to see you know their version of black canary and halo and all these other random characters but i think it actually makes the threat diluted we're in justice lords it's just those seven mm-hmm. and they have literally conquered the entire world there is no one standing up to them anymore and they are equal if not slightly more superior than the justice league we know and so the threat feels very very real mm-hmm. whereas here you know the the big threat has to be this bomb this universe destroying bomb which works it works in the context of the story but you're right it's not as character compelling i think yes so i i want to go into the families really quick yeah uh but there's another aspect of the, the families that is only mentioned in a single line mm-hmm. but is a much bigger part of the comics but in the comics the syndicate all their powers come from uh basically bottles I don't think Ultraman or Superwoman. Okay. But everyone else kind of scientifically got their powers. Oh, right. Because they're referred to as the made men. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because they were exactly. Yeah. And so the reason they have their families and this kind of tier system is the closer you are to the made men, the more powerful superpower you get from them. They control the, the doses of who gets powers. Oh, okay. Which is, of course, one of my favorite things to talk about. It is. There may be a story coming out about that soon. Who knows? Eventually, one day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so with that, that is why they have such close families and why kind of, you know, Owlman has the biggest tree mm-hmm. in his family, but they're <laughs> all pretty. What? Well, he's an owl. It's funny. Yeah, he's in a tree. It's good. Um, they're all pretty average because mm-hmm. he's kind of spreading it across everyone. But then you look at Power Ring, who just has Olympia, who is the wonder girl clone oh okay. and she is basically a mat almost a match with wonder woman mm-hmm. where no one else is no one else can go one-on-one except for the maid men in them yeah that would also explain why um the uh, the super family the the doppelgangers of the captain marvel family are so powerful is because i think they were they're the direct lieutenants of superwoman yes so that makes sense that they would have you know really extreme powers mm-hmm. oh, that's clever yeah, so I'll do a quick quick run through just so we can get the wonderful names out of the way. Mm-hmm. Owlman's faction is Black Power, Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. Model Citizen, who I didn't know her comparison until yeah, looking her up. I I looked her up too, and I didn't I hadn't really heard of the character before. Looker, was that what it was? Yes. I literally looked this up moments ago, and I she forgot is it already. A vampire. Ah, Looker. Oh yeah, there she is. Oh, she's a vampire. Yeah. Okay. Did not expect that. Nope. Uh, but apparently, she's in season two of Black Lightning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, she's a, a vampire with uh, telekinetic and telepath powers. Okay. Psy, uh, a comparison to Katana, mm-hmm. and Aurora, a comparison to Halo. Oh, All that's good. Very, yeah, yeah. very comparable. Like that's, a, that's, a, that's a clever turn on Aurora. That works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great thesaurus work by, <laughs> by the writers of this team. <laughs> okay, so what are the other families? Uh, Superwoman has the, the supers. So you mm-hmm. have Captain Super, uh, Captain Super Jr., Uncle Super, and Mary Mayhem. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Manhawk being Hawkman. <laughs> Some of these are just so they gave up at one at one point. Bird person, <laughs> bird person, uh, Mister Horrific. We went over as Mister Terrific. Yeah, this one bugs me. Uh huh. <clears throat> Instead of Metamorpho, it is Megamorpho. It's brilliant. Didn't they stopped caring? <laughs> brilliant. Uh, and Shebat, I don't think we see. But this is an interesting one because Shebat is a combination of both Man Bat and Catwoman. Huh. But they're both villains slash neutral. Yeah. I guess I guess there's some gray area for both of them. Yeah. Because I guess I, I guess I think we could say that Kirk Langstrom's not necessarily a villain, but Man Bat is. Fair. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um Johnny Quick's team, he just has three. Uh, Warwolf being Lobo. Mm-hmm. Archer, Green Arrow. Yeah. Scream Queen, Black Canary. Oh, pretty, that's good. Yeah, pretty that's, good one. That's pretty really easy good. Yeah. Uh, and then Martian Manhunter's team, uh, who is killed at the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not John Jones. It's it's, it's like Jankus Jerns yeah. or something. Um, so his team basically is adopted by Owlman. Okay. So we see Breakdance, who's Vibe. Um intruded man hate that one as elongated man oh that's so dumb um, intruded sorry extruded extruded yes okay i mean it kind of works yeah it's it, i feel like that's the designer had that work yeah. that's a design word it works at a stretch shut up <laughs> shut up <laughs> which is frustrating because there is already in the comics there is elasty man who is plastic man or is, is elongated man's doppelganger oh okay i didn't even know there was that a, there's an elastaman too only in only in this universe in the oh okay universe. that makes yeah. more sense got it uh vamp is vixen mm-hmm. which is interesting because i because they transformed i didn't think vixen transformed she just adopts the strength of the animal yeah so i thought this was a beast boy yeah clone. i guess it's kind of a combination then of beast boy and vixen mm-hmm. uh gypsy woman who is gypsy mm-hmm. uh and then Angelique was Hawk Girl, who's also killed at the beginning of the movie. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, those are the main families we see. Okay. Yeah, we don't see anyone from Ultraman. I, I guess it's just Jimmy, right? Jim. Jim. <laughs> Mr. Action. Action Man, whatever his name was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> the best one. Beefy Jim. He's so good. <laughs> he really is. I mean, it's it's fun it's just like it's a fun structure it's so fun yeah to see all these like i again i said this before but I, the, the animators must have had so much fun just thinking like what could what could this look like mm-hmm. what could an alternative version of this look like uh and since we're already in the list i just want to give my last one just mm-hmm. to get it out of the way so yeah. i don't have to worry about it anymore uh in the comics lex's team is known as the justice underground okay which interesting enough lex is not a part of oh a different leader that I want you to guess after I give you the rest of the members. Okay, so I, of the members, I have to guess which one is the no, leader. No, no, I will not give you the leader character. I want you to guess who would be oh. in place of the head. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so you have Sir Solomon Grundy. Fantastic. <laughs> yep. He's in like a, a super nice three-piece suit, but Love still it. the buff Grundy. Yeah. He's great with top hat and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, General Grodd. Okay. Uh, messed me up a little bit because I'm like, but he's already a villain, like Zod. Yeah. Like, oh, it's not. It's Grodd. It's Grodd. Okay, yeah. Uh, Lady Sonar, who's... We see Sonar in one episode of JLU, but he's basically a weaker Black Canary. 
better oh. a fun suit. Okay, I was like, is it Silver Banshee? But no, okay, it's someone else. Okay. Uh, Star Sapphire, we know. Makes sense. Uh, Q Ranger, uh, who is a Captain Adam slash Major Force comparison. Okay. Um, is the main team. And sorry, uh, Joker is did the Jester does not exist in this universe. Oh, in the comics. Yes. That was added for the film. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. So who would take the Jester's place instead? Uh is it another Batman villain? It is. Is it Harley? It is not Harley. That would have been great though. Riddler. It is Riddler. Quizmaster is the head of the league. And it's the is the super nice like three piece suit with the question marks on it look. Yeah. Which is the best look of Riddler. Quizmaster. 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 I, I have to look this up. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. I'm glad it's the Riddler. You know, he never really gets his due. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, um, it's not really popping up, but I'm just seeing other weird versions of Riddler. Um, that's great, though. Yeah. I, I kind of wish we got to see a little bit more. Uh, me, too. I get why not, though, because Lex is supposed to be the last one remaining. But they could have done, like, a memorial thing in the same way that the League has their Hall of Heroes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that they just walk through and we get to see mm-hmm. the holograms of all the, the dead heroes yeah just just for the looks because like from the looks from the i want to see grod in the suit <laughs> yeah or not grod sorry grundy in the suit yeah who knows maybe grod's wearing a suit too yeah but that, that's just minsor mala at that point that's true i love minsor mala he's so much fun <laughs> i just i think one of the things i like about this is it just embrace how weird comics can be mm-hmm. which i think the dcau for good reason often time tends to like skew away from i mean it, it gets it's kind of biggest and weirdest i'd say in jlu when they just fully open up the universe and bring in all kinds of different people which is fun yeah um but yeah i, I love the times when it's like this is a comic book universe we're just gonna shamelessly go for it his and name this is break dance <laughs> and he dances fucking break dance <laughs> it's so stupid in the best way it's possible. so good <laughs> so good <laughs> Oh, I so, mean, any, like, what else do you have on this? Like, I have I'm, a question for you. Yeah. So we talked about the A story beats and how great they are. Uh-huh. But there is a B story that exists in this. And it is the romance between oh. Martian Manhunter and Rose Wilson. Yeah. How, what do you think of that? I don't, it doesn't matter. It's pointless. Don't think it's good. I don't like it. No. It's, it's a little bit weird. Like, just because I think she's probably in her early 20s at the oldest usually when we see rose she is a kid yeah <laughs> she is like, not 18 it i i get the impression that she and he is 450 minimum yeah it, it's there there is kind of a weird is this, is this the right context for may december romance when there's a big age difference between the two i think so okay i've never heard know. that before you never heard that phrase before Mm-mm. really it's too busy learning about the sort of damocles <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say like i feel like that phrase is a trope in of itself I'm sorry and... is it does it have greek origin uh, probably not <laughs> no i don't know <laughs> yeah. i don't know did may and december even exist back then i think so oh yeah that's right because it oh it did because yeah because there's july and august they're added later that's right yeah mm-hmm. i don't know so sure let's say it does yeah um but yeah, like the age difference is kind of weird. Like their justification is that their minds are attuned, which is why they're like they can be so close so quickly. I 
I don't know. Which I, I feel like is the same like explanation people who marry like their body pillows or marry oh computer program give. We're attuned. Yeah. It's like she just gets me. I look, I this this is a personal pet peeve of mine, but I've I I hate to say this. I'm just tired of hetero romance. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> like, and this one felt so weird. It look I think maybe because it is Martian Manhunter and we normally see him as kind of this emotionless yeah stoic figure and I guess it's, it's nice to see like a different side of him it ultimately like it it doesn't really have any sort of real payoff because he leaves and goes back to his universe mm-hmm. I, when I say like I'm tired of hetero romance like I'm tired of every story having to shoehorn one in which this mm-hmm. one feels very shoehorned in yeah um I just don't I just don't care I do like the last line of it. I do like how it ends. What is it? Uh, so they're leaving and, you know, he says his goodbyes to, to Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wonder Woman's like, hey, you know, if she exists here, she probably exists in our universe, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Like, with my luck, she'll probably be evil. Yeah. That's... I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I get that. I run, feel that. <laughs> run around with a sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It. Did, I honestly, like, you're right. I forgot that that was a thing. Just finished watching it this morning and I forgot already. Yeah. It's, it's not big, but no. it's there. It, it's just kind of filler. I think it gives us an excuse for beautiful Martian Manhunter animation. That's true. Like, this does a better job with Martian Manhunter than most of Then I think Justice any, League. I think this is the best look we've seen. Man. Not, like, character look, but yeah. animation-wise. The way he, tra- he transforms constantly. Yeah. He's kind of this blob for a large part of the movie. Mm-hmm. When he catches the arrow, is gorgeous. And he, like, oh, yeah. snakes his way from behind and grabs it in front of Rose. And then when he takes on Archer, the Green Arrow clone, mm-hmm. and he doesn't, like, take him out. He basically scares him into submission. Yeah. Well, because he lets the arrows hit and stick in his body. Yeah. And just keeps moving because he can transform. It doesn't phase him. Yeah. What a fucking badass. Yeah. It does give us some good moments from him, which I guess we may not have had if they had kept alive the uh, Jack and Jerkin whatever his name was the marshman hunter equivalent mm-hmm. so you're right i guess for that it's worth it but i just yeah i didn't care about the romance it just felt weird and unnecessary and like everything needs a romance jed jarkus thank you is. i was yeah. close you you were very close <laughs> you got jarkus yeah <laughs> jack is jerkus i was very close <laughs> yeah just kind of yeah didn't really care for it mm-hmm. but the rest of it's fun the rest of it is great yeah i mean i i would classify this as like a highly recommend I mean, if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you've listened to us talk about it. <laughs> Fair. But if you haven't, it's worth watching. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's one you can just kind of put on and just, like, enjoy an hour. Yeah. And yeah, you're done. It's, it's short. It's an hour and 15. It's, I mean, for me, it's not on the same level as Under the Red Hood, which, no. I, which I think is so good. Like, I, I often want to find a way to, like, shoehorn headcanon that into the dcau that, just, that is i mean that is universally i think everyone's favorite yeah it's hard to beat that movie it's just it takes a story that could be really ridiculous and just like n- brings it down to it's like most emotionally impactful finite point and does a really stellar job with it featuring neil patrick harris neil patrick harris and mm-hmm. I, I think the uh, i don't want to say the best runner-up after kevin conroy but i love bruce greenwood as batman mm-hmm. i've said it before but there was a period of time when he would have made a great live action batman too it's fair. Yeah. yeah. He can still do it. Yeah. He still yeah. got it. He's got it. He's always got it. He's got it. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like this one a lot. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I, yeah, I think that's everything on my end. All right. Yeah. We did it. Nice. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I think that basically covers it. You know, kind of hit all the major points on this. It's fun. I recommend mm-hmm. go watch it. Um, also, I would love to hear other people's answers as to whether they had canon this as DCA or not. Because I think it's the because it had its origins originally in it. I think it's the the one you could most easily kind of shoehorn into that continuity. And I'm curious how people treat it if they do treat it as a pseudo bridge between those two stories. Yes, would love to know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so we're back. We're back fully. We'll be back soon to do uh, the first episode of Justice League Unlimited, our final series. I know. It's pretty crazy. Home stretch, man. I know. This is it. It's round and third. Yep. <laughs> what sure. are other analogies we can use? <laughs> Throw more sports analogies the at me. The sword I of Damocles is, is, <laughs> right, is, is lowering above us. That's true. Things will come to an end soon, but there's always hope. Yes. And Titan talk. <laughs> Titan talk. Hope of Titan talk. <laughs> exactly well if you uh do want to reach us you can find us at tim talk pod on facebook twitter instagram and gmail yes 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 yes. you can find me at lordifer on all those same places yeah uh if you want to see my art you can find that at cameron.dexter mm-hmm. uh, i will be posting some disney stuff soon that's right uh and if you want to see my face and also some disney stuff yes <laughs> you can find that at cam dexter underscore adventures and going I head, to the park next month you're heading back Going back, baby. Yeah. But yeah, very excited to be uh, back doing this. Yeah. Last little stretch here. So, but thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Bye bye. I, I don't know what's on. We, do. we don't have a theme. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we got nothing. Yeah, we'll just end it there. Nothing matters. <laughs> nothing matters. <laughs> <laughs>